When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Huh, this is an appropriately timed bumper. Taylor Swift, how did you know oh we were going to talk about like you? She plans, it's so weird. She showed up. This is Uh-oh. a Colleen and Bradley show. <laughs> My Talk 1071. You need to calm down. Uh, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, so Taylor Swift got this big, important award uh, at the uh, Billboard Women in Music Award conference mm-hmm. show and um before in in preparation for that billboard magazine did a uh, an interview with her where she said a whole lot of things yeah one of them was uh that she considers it flattering and a compliment that she gets quote so many phone calls from new artists out of the blue like hey i'm getting my first wave of bad press i'm freaking out can i talk to you and she right. says the answer is always yes. Okay. So Taylor Swift is setting herself up as the uh, telephone therapist of all artists who get bad press. She goes on to say, I'm talking about more than 20 people who have randomly reached out to me. I take it as a compliment because it means that they see what has happened over the course of my career over and over again. What do you make of that, Bradley? Well, it's genius marketing for this message that she is, you know... A victim? A victim. Well, I mean, you said it, but I I, I don't think that's the way they would characterize it. I think they would characterize it as... If I only had a brain. (laughs) I mean, is that a personal critique? Where did that come from? None of us... Honestly, none of us... Did you click on something, Colleen? No! I didn't even... I didn't touch anything. There's a ghost in the machine. Anyway, let's go back to Taylor Swift. I that sound. (laughs) Go on. Taylor Swift, shall we go back? Uh, What were you saying? Shall we begin again? Yeah. Taylor Swift. I don't think that's the characterization they would have... That she's a victim, right? But that is essentially your take on the the message that they have. Well, and but it, it is also kind of the mm, that's the brand of her message in general, right? It always comes back to how Taylor Swift has been the butt of jokes. She's been the victim of Kanye West more than once. She's been uh, now the victim of. Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun, right? Because they bought her catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
anywho, so that's one of the things she says in this interview. But the other thing she says that I thought was interesting, I wanted to get your take on, was um, the fact that she gave us a reason why she uses Tumblr over all other social media. She says, and like, I, I want you to put your marketing brain back on mm-hmm. or in. Well, I don't first know of all, nobody's using Tumblr. Exactly. But, so let's yeah. lay the groundwork with that. She says Tumblr is the last place on the Internet where I feel like I can still make a joke because it feels small, like a neighborhood rather than an entire continent. Is there some money exchanging hands between Taylor Swift One and Tumblr? Wonders. I mean, very likely, I would not be surprised Have we Googled this. I mean, a simple Google search might tell us, but I would have to believe that uh, that is the case because there's absolutely no reason for anybody to be on Tumblr, much less telling or using that as their platform to share anything. Isn't that weird? I, yeah. I just, again, I think it's very strange that her marketing tactic is to go to the place where nobody is. Yeah. At the and same also, time, that's... You get... I mean, it's working for her. You get, Well, I mean, sure, but you don't get her message from Tumblr, so I don't. I wouldn't say that her it's working. That's true. Because you're getting her message from other places that are repurposing whatever she's putting on Tumblr. Right. So I don't think it's because of Tumblr that we're keeping abreast of the latest Taylor Swift goings on. It might be a very good platform for her to directly speak to her you know, super fans, but that's a very small, you know, that's a very small slice of the world. Right. And I do think that that's the only thing keeping Tumblr alive at this point on life support. But she says of Tumblr, we can kid around. It's fun. It's just a real comfort zone for me. Just like anything else. I need breaks from it sometimes. But when I do, I when I do participate in that space, it's always a very inside joke friend vibe. It just feels very sort of live journal MySpace. Like no like seriously, who is even on that anymore? I don't even know. Yeah. Well, I mentioned that uh Taylor Swift, the reason why we're hearing from her right now is because she won the Woman of the Decade uh award at the Billboard Women in Music event in LA. And at that event, she also gave an acceptance speech for her great big award. And she was very emotional and had a, she had an opportunity to have her say about the, quote, toxic male privilege. Um, and I want to just throw some of her words out and then have a reaction to them in this space, in this safe Tumblr-like space. Yes. She said, quote, after I was denied the chance to purchase my music outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family uh, and the Carlisle Group. Um, and so she's she's having this uh, moment to educate everybody in the room what has happened and how that affected her. She went on to directly address Scooter Braun. She said, Scooter never contacted me or my team to discuss it prior to the sale or even when it was announced. I'm fairly certain he knew exactly how I would feel about it, though. And let me say the de- that the definition of toxic male privilege in our industry is people saying, but he's always been nice to me when I'm raising valid concerns about artists and their right to own their music. And of course he's nice to you. If you're in this room, she's saying this to a room full of of artists and people in the music business Mm -hmm. at the Billboard Women in Music Awards. If you're in this room, you have something he needs. The fact is that private equity enabled this man to think, according to his own social media posts, that he could buy me. But I'm obviously not going, going willingly. Yet the most amazing thing was to discover that it would be the women in our industry who would have my back and show me the most vocal support at one of the most difficult times I will ever I will never, ever forget it. Like, 
ever. And then she goes on to uh, turn the conversation back to her music. Um, but in the, but in it, apparently this like was met with uproarious applause and standing ovations. And while I, there are parts of this that I see, there's this, this continuing, um, continuing theme of toxic male privilege that she keeps bringing up. And I am one, I am a feminist. I will call it out when I see it. But is this toxic male privilege or is this business? Well, from a male point of view. <laughs> Thank you. Give me your male perspective. No, so uh, um, I'm joking. But what I was going to say is, um, it, regardless of what she actually thinks, this sells. And right. Taylor Swift is um, a commodity. And she is a brand. She is a product. And in order to sell it, the story that she's telling, because you have to have a person, you have to have a person's story attached to the product that you're selling in order to sell it. I mean, really, you're selling music, but you're selling it as Taylor Swift, as the person of Taylor Swift, as the person you perceive as Taylor Swift, as the person that has been like uh, cynically marketed to you as Taylor Swift. Right. And that person is a person who is aggrieved by the toxic masculinity because cynically, um, People, that is a storyline that people are willing to buy. Whether or not it's true, whether or not there's validity, I will let, you know, professors and scholars of uh, feminist theory actually hold forth because I don't know um, if she's really a victim of toxic masculinity. But that's the story that the people who sell Taylor Swift want you to buy. Right. And it's a very smart one because the, the her audience is predisposed to hear it, believe it, buy it, want more of it, cheer for it. So, you know, she's doing exactly what she should be doing. Yeah. As a person who sits in a different place, to me, and I imagine yourself included, she can speak for yourself because you're a woman. Thank you. And I'm trying not to be masculine and strong, masculinely uh, toxic, is that um, it rings a little hollow, especially when you consider that this is a woman who is more powerful yes. than most men in the music business Correct. right now. Correct. In terms of artists. Yes. And has an incredible amount of power across the world that she is wielding. Yes. And she is more than just an individual woman. She is, again, like an industry, essentially. Yeah. So I it rings a little hollow to hear her complain about being a victim to a big machine because I kind of feel like at this point it's two machines fighting each other right and it's actually just one machine trying to gobble everything up using the story that she's a victim of the you know that big machine and I think that that's what I'm looking critically at it all the things you just said are the things that I'm considering this is not a person who is an underdog though she will paint herself as an underdog she is an incredibly successful strong ass woman now does that mean that she hasn't uh, been the victim of toxic masculinity? Not necessarily, but is this the example of it? I don't know. I don't know that I can get on board. I don't even with that. know what, the, like most people, because I honestly, I'm a smart and thoughtful and caring person. I don't even know what that means. Right. In terms of Taylor Swift's career. Right. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I you don't can think see most it in people, other areas of your life, yes, but yeah. not maybe in this scenario. And I don't think, mo- but again, it sells. Her audience is hearing it, yep. sucking it up, eating it, 
Okay. When we come back <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show. If only you could see what we do. You know. When we come back, okay, so we've had to postpone cheat day because of the snow, because snow makes it difficult for things to arrive. But we are so thankful to the person who is getting our food safely here. Uh, we're just going to do a little switcheroony. We're going to get some D bags when we come back, and then eventually we'll D-bag. cheat. So don't worry about it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Y'all wish it was. It's the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, the snow is making us have to be a little bit more patient for our cheat day. You guys get together. I swear your collective age is like seven. I am not touching anything. And uh, I that just. That is hilarious. <laughs> we have a hacker. I'm telling you. Or there is a ghost in the machine. What was it? Was that Tom Cruise? I'm not sure. We can't even relive the In the last segment. uh, It was if I only had a brain. The Wizard of Oz was playing. It was the Scarecrow. Is somebody from another room doing something to us? It has to be. I I don't know how they would do that, though. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do in the break. We need to check with our friends across the hall. Yeah. And see what they're doing to yeah. us. Uh, while we wait to find out what the heck is going That's on, uh, we are gonna we're preempt. We're gonna just move our cheat day a little bit later till we get our food, and we're gonna move up here and talk about some d bags with you. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Weird. Weird. So strange. So obvious. So obvious. Farah Abraham is my d bag. <laughs> Are you a lamb? Fair Abraham. Uh, why is she your D-bag today? Well, because Farrah's Abraham is on display. Again? Her holiday ham is front and center for this particular story. The uh, Her holiday ham? <laughs> her holiday ham is the headline. Oh, Farrah Abraham shares photos from her original rejuvenation procedure. Uh, like, Internal? Like, did she share internal photographs? I don't know how to answer that question because okay. I don't know the anatomy involved, but here's what I can tell you. Okay. Uh, she is not shy. You know no, this, we right? do know this. She's been flashing her kukaka all over town. Yes, and she has decided that she is going to rejuvenate the downstairs, I her mean, lower Darby. I feel like this might be her second or third rejuvenation. I mean, what's she Something doing gets down used there? up. What? <laughs> Um, I feel like she's in her thirties. At this, I point. think she's in her twenties. I mean, mm-hmm. she should really not have to get anything rejuvenated or juvenated no, for that matter. It should aided. still be, you know. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fresh. But she went to Dr. Somebody, and I don't know what it is, and I don't want to give them free advertising anyway, yeah. but she went in for this procedure to get her lower Darby rejuvenated and um, took her fans along for the ride. Um, And by that, I mean on her Instagram story, she shows herself legs up in the air girl and the doctor or person doing the procedure. uh, Cause I don't know if that's a doctor or not. Cause then I just asked myself, what kind of doctor does this? I mean, she calls herself a doctor. Okay. So, and I she's yeah. holding a wand of some kind. That's, that's probably like an a ultrasound. Torture. It looks like an ultrasound wand that something you have to have very early in pregnancy. Okay, it might look like that, but it's I it's doing something to rejuvenate, quote unquote, which makes me hope it's not like burning anything, like sizzling up there. I mean, how do you rejuvenate? I don't know. Do I look like somebody who knows? Well, at least you got one of them. I don't even know don't what understand. we're rejuvenating. Are we rejuvenating the doors? Are we rejuvenating no, the, the hallway? Foyer? I think it's the hallway. It's the, the cervix? Hall. No, that's the doors. Okay. The the wheen. Oh well, where's the curtains? Are we leaving? Are we done now? That's meant to happen. Oh, that's right. I forgot that we're not in the same segment that we. But we can come back. Doing. Can we please? I don't know that we're going to be allowed to. Y'all, I'm real sorry. Things have been weird this week. We're just going to go with it. When we come back, we'll talk about Farrah Abraham's uh, Kukaka on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so everything's a little funky today. Um, First of all, we've discovered where the mysterious sounds are coming from. Donnie has hacked into our system and he's trying to control our show. Uh, that's frightening. It's all Donnie's fault. Uh, and Toxic also, masculinity. we had to wait for our order of cheat day food because of the snow. And so now we're going to do that on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and it's time for cheat day. And now I don't even know if we can play our own song. Cheat day. Donnie. Cheat day. Taste test. Stick this we got it. Donnie, player sounds. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so um, this is going to be fun. So, Holly, you might want to run over here and grab some stuff because, um, and also, we, okay, we have a problem. Well, here's what we did we got some stuff from Taco Bell. Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's some new stuff that they have that we've never tried. So, one of those things uh, that we are trying from Taco Bell is the uh, Frito Burrito. Okay. It has rice and beef and Fritos in it. One of the things, I'm trying to get the exact names in front of me. One of the things that we are getting is the um, taco roll-ups, the rolled chicken tacos. They're like taquitos. This is the thing that they, that around Thanksgiving time, something went viral where you can make a soup by blending those things up. Uh, and then we also got the sour strawberry Skittles freeze, which I'm frightened by. Well, we didn't get a straw, so so we're gonna have to figure one. out how to eat that thing. Yeah. Did we get spoons or sporks? No. Okay, fun. Um, so uh, great job, delivery service. Yeah, it's fine. We're not gonna name any names. 
I'm, I was about to. I know you were. Um, but I'm not going to do it. Anyway, so that's what we have for our cheat day. Uh, what would you like to try first, Bradley? I think the rolled tacos, because I have never had such thing. Okay. So it smells like chicken taco experience, maybe? Ooh, it smells kind of good. See, here's I'm the other problem. In some kind of ranch. You want to give that to Colleen? I do want to say that's the spicy ranch, and you know, it also comes with nacho cheese. I want to say, but while you're chewing on that, that uh, they got rid of the Cholito. Like, you cannot get a Cholito. Not even, like, secret menu style. So this better be good, because I'm never going to get to eat a Cholito why, again. Why, when did they get rid of the Cholito? I think, like, this month. It's forever gone. And How do you know that? Because it was in the Cholito community. <laughs> it was... People were real up in arms. I'm stoned. No, I'm dead serious. I got a text or an email about it from a listener. Oh, wow. Who said, get there quick. They're literally getting rid of it. Okay, what well, do you think of that? the roll taco is really good. It's very crunchy. It's actually impressed me more than I thought, mm. especially with the ranch. Mm. Did you have any ranch? Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Holly? Mm-hmm. I got it with the nacho cheese. Ooh. And it's equally good. Oh, it's, it's very really satisfying. Good. I like this. Okay, I mean... It's no Cholito, but it's amazing. Um, okay, so how many? Let's let's rate as we go. Uh, I would give that a solid three and a half stores. Cobras. Cobras. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four. Cobras. Yummy. Yeah, Holly. Out of five Cobras, how many? Three and a half. Okay. I thought it was good. Now, did you take a little bit of this no, Frito burrito? Know. Uh, no. Okay. I, not. I don't have anything to cut it, so why don't you take a bite of it? And then I'll hand it back to you. So that's a Frito burrito, so presumably it's a burrito with Fritos in it? I just did not know that this was a thing in the world, and I I thought, well, we gotta try that. It's the Beefy Fritos Burrito. And it is a burrito. It has rice, which I almost ordered it without rice, but I thought we gotta do this yeah, the way it's do it. yeah. Yeah, meant yeah. to be. It actually has actual Fritos within it. I've had and a Frito burrito beef. before, but I know they took it off the menu. It's not, I don't, it might be permanent now, but I don't think it's originally, it was a permanent menu item. Hmm. I did really, I was kind of bummed that they don't have, allegedly there's a grilled cheese burrito happening, mm-hmm. but they don't have that. So I don't hmm. know if that was like located somewhere else. Here's the deal with the Frito burrito. I need some sauce. I feel like the Fritos run the risk of getting a little too soggy. Right? Like, they're not wet Fritos. That would be gross. But they don't have the crunch as if they were fresh. Mm -hmm. So I'm not super excited about it. But it's not bad. It's Taco Bell, for goodness sake. It's amazing. Oh, that's really Um, good. Do you like it? I also, again, I I don't like rice in my burritos. So I might have ordered it without rice. But I, despite all of that, I would give it a three Cobras. Yeah, I'd give that a three. Holly, three, three. That'd be like, throw one of those in there too. Why not? Yeah. Um, Listener Sarah on Twitter said, I got a chili cheese burrito, Cholito yesterday. Okay, so hold on. I got to get the actual, it's not the same thing. No, because a Cholito, as far as I'm concerned, is just cheese and sauce. They're phasing. I do know that they're phasing it out. I'm I'm trying to get to the actual, I got to get the right intel here because somebody posted, posted it on my Facebook page. And I was, okay, I got this from Cindy. You better get your booty to Taco Bell and fast. They've discontinued the chili cheese burrito or chili chilito. It's been 86 to elsewhere around the country for a long time. Oh. 
when they're out of their current chili stock at the stores, Got it. that's it. And I was, uh, what I just said earlier was a lie. I meant Mexi Melt because mm. I think that's what I was talking about, where it's the cheese and the Mexi the and sauce. That thing's gone. You can't get that even. I bet you could ask for that though, because it's just cheese and sauce. Right. Maybe. Okay. So, oh, I have a straw. So, Yay. and finally, thank you for reminding me that I actually have I my sucked own very some own out straw. of there. And don't get your hopes. Okay. Up. Well, I didn't, honestly, I didn't have them very high to begin with. Okay. So, this is the sour strawberry Skittles freeze, which sounds a little scary. Mm. It's basically just a uh, super, super sweet experience. A child would love this. Yes. And then you would want to hide. It is very sweet and very sour. And I like sweet, but that's too sweet it's for me. It's too sweet. Yeah. Uh, how many, uh, and Holly, you'll get your chance. I, if That's a one. Uh, that's a big fat one. That's, I, whoa. Oh, geez. Careful now. I didn't mean to angrily push it away and drop it. I'm going to give it like a 0.5. And the only reason 0.5 is because if it were the only thing I and I needed something in my body, I would eat it. That's all. Yeah. No, it's not good. Um, I think Holly's coming over to try it. Holly, take a pull off of that. I mean, Holly's I can tell you Holly's not going to like that. Well, she's already making the face like she's afraid to put it in her mouth. Oh, right. It's like, yeah, it'll make you pucker. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, so that was our cheat day experience. Yay! I mean, Taco Bell always good for something. That's for sure. The taco, the rolled tacos, those were way better than I thought they were. I'm actually be. excited about yeah. those. I will finish those. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, now that we're all full up on Taco Bell, uh, Bradley wants to make my head explode. Yay! We've got some Justin Timberlake news that's apparently going to make my head roll. Boop, boop, boop. After this on my Talk 107.1. Well, we've been uh, talking about Justin Timberlake. This hand-holding incident that happened uh, drunk on a balcony in New Orleans has yielded so much conversation. And um, that's not going to change right now on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Sorry, Taco Bell. Uh, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And apparently, Bradley, you have some information that is going to make my eyes roll. I am, and it has nothing to do directly with Justin Timberlake, but it does kind of in a roundabout way, and also Bette Midler. I'll get to that. So, Hollywood Life did this article, Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller is a what? It's a tabloid uh, website experience. Yeah, and it's one of those tabloids that if you see something in the tabloid, usually you can assume that... It came from the publicist. Yeah. So, like, if it's about Justin Timberlake, you can probably assume that it has, you know, came from like their people, right? right? Like, they're, what I'm saying is that Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller is kind of just like, sure, we'll do your bidding. Let us know. We don't want to actually investigate anything. (laughs) So, they're basically, there could be people there that listen to our show and they're so offended in that case hi friends (laughs) call us no here's the article that i saw and i was like i don't know more about this what because it says those immortal words and it's just one word actually exclusive and that always tips me off like oh that means they're trying to get you to believe something real good justin timberlake colon not his oh, actual colon, okay. just the punctuation. I didn't know what we were doing here. Justin Timberlake colon, how he feels about Bette Midler shading his apology to Jessica Biel. 
Um, okay, follow me. Uh-huh. Justin Timberlake. This article is going to tell us how Justin Timberlake feels about Bette Midler apparently shading his apology. That would mean like she is throwing some shade at his apology. Mm-hmm. And knowing what I do about Bette Midler, I bet it has something to do with Twitter because Bette Midler is very active on the Twitter. Right. right. Okay, so, you know, this article literally starts out. Justin Timberlake didn't miss Bette Midler's question. When is Janet Jackson's boob going to get an apology? Oh, I Hollywood did see that. Hollywood Life has learned if the singer will respond after already apologizing to Jessica Biel for his strong lapse of judgment. So this article is promising to tell me that Justin Timberlake... We're going to find out if Justin Timberlake's going to respond to Bette Midler's tweet. Right. What? Okay. Don't hold your breath for an apology. That's what legendary singer Bette Midler wanted after Justin Timberlake regretted his strong lapse of judgment after he was pictured holding hands with Palmer co-star Alicia Wainwright. Alicia, yeah. Which he wrote in a public apology address to his amazing wife and family on December 4th. However, This is a very fast article. However. However. Bette actually wanted Justin to send his apologies to someone else. Again, to reiterate, so when is Janet Jackson's boob going to get an apology? Hashtag justice for Janet. So that is just literally... Let's back up. What this is, is Bette Midler tweeted something, which people do. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could also do an entire article about anything that we've said on our show, because we have opinions about all sorts of things, just like Bette Midler. I don't think Bette Midler was actually reaching out directly to Justin Timberlake. (laughs) She was just trying to have a funny word. That was her hot take. On Twitter. Yeah. Right? That's what people do. Despite the unabashed shade... A source now exclusively tells Hollywood Life, quote, Justin is not even thinking about Bette Midler's tweet about him. Oh. Walker. Okay, you want me to believe that Justin, like, like, <laughs> please explain this to me. Like, Justin P- Bieber, or Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake's people were like, will you please... Call up Hollywood Life and tell them that Justin is absolutely not paying any attention to Bette Midler's tweets. This is a weird. This is a weird. This is weird. Yeah, that's why I brought it to you. No, I'm just reacting. A source now exclusively tells Hollywood Life Justin's not thinking about a tweet. Hot exclusive. Did they contact him for comment? Also, by virtue of the fact that apparently there's a response to the tweet, that would require one to think about the tweet. Well, exactly. For a second. Because (laughs) what we know is a source exclusively telling Hollywood Life something means... It came from inside the The house. house. It came from inside the house. So what this is then saying is that Justin Timberlake's people are reaching out to Hollywood Life to comment about a tweet that wasn't even directly aimed at Justin Timberlake. Although, I mean, it was, but it wasn't like it required a response. It's not like Bette Midler said, Justin Timberlake is a horrible person who slept with me and didn't call me the next... Like, she is not directly involved in the story. Not at all. She is simply a celebrity having an opinion. I guarantee if we look at, you know, the rest of the internets, we'll find all sorts of other celebrities with opinions. So then you want me to believe that they reached out to just let people know that he's not even thinking about that. Just FYI, in case you thought he was thinking about it, he's not even thinking about it. Why is an exclusive source reaching out then? (sighs) Also... Because he's thinking about it. If I can also just point out the fact that by no means 
is Bette Midler the first person to have a public opinion about Justin or about the about the incident that occurred during the what year? 2000 what Super Bowl performance where uh, Justin Timberlake exposed her nipple, Nipplegate. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, that had to have been what? 2004? 2000 a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but but she's not the first person to have an opinion no. about that. And he never has responded More to than any of that. years ago. That's crazy. Also, this exclusive source that has, you know, that wants you to know Justin has no opinion about this. <clears throat> Justin feels it's more important for him to focus on his marriage right now and make sure Jessica's okay. So he's not going to respond to Bette Midler's question. Okay. Also, (laughs) Bette Midler's question was rhetorical. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't an actual question. This is hilarious. Bette's tweet aside, Hollywood Life would like you to know by Bonnie Fuller, Justin is satisfied with his original apology. He said what he wanted to say in his statement, and he's going to leave everything else behind closed doors. So stop asking. Okay. Okay. So now, one of two things. One, Justin Timberlake's people are real petty. Yeah. Or two, Hollywood life... Needs to get a life. Needs to get a life. (laughs) Because... That is the saddest story I've ever heard. Do you like either you want me to believe that Justin Timberlake is that petty or that Hollywood life is creating such lazy articles and attributing them to exclusive inside sources? I mean, the only thing I can think of is, you know, the (sighs) Bette Midler was trying to write her shady tweet and she did. And there was just some shade in there. And somebody was like, oh, I got to write an article about this uh, Bette Midler tweet. But uh, but it is hard to write an, a full article about somebody's one sentence tweet. That's why Twitter is what Twitter is. It only gives you so many characters. It's hard to expound upon that. Right. Yeah. And to your point, Bradley, it was a rhetorical question that was meant to do nothing but throw shade. So there's really not much there. And also, what kind of shade is that? I mean, that's a 15-year-old piece of shade that like nobody's paying attention to. Right. Exactly. Well, one person is paying attention to it. Yeah, well, apparently, and well, that person people. is Justin Timberlake and or Jessica Biel and or somebody inside their home because when Bet I mean, like of the Bet Midler things that Bet Midler says, that's not even something. I mean, it's kind of like, what is she going to give or what is he going to apologize to Janet Jackson's nipple? I will Thanks say, your, you know, put a nickel in Lori Bargini about that, about, about Nipplegate. Oh. Mm, she gets real riled up she, well, about she's it. She's very riled up against Justin Timberlake in general. Well, and it's because of that. It's okay. because of Nipplegate. Well, and Agreed. rightly so. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Rightly so. so. It's not that it's not a legitimate issue, but it's not something, I mean, it's not something that you, like, shoot off a memo to a to a trifle in tabloid I do to have it, them deal with. I do think it is sort of worth a conversation, though, and not in this way, by any stretch. Um, but I do think it is worth a conversation about why is it that this news story of him drunkenly holding hands and grasping the inner thigh of his co-star on a balcony in New Orleans is getting more ire and conversation than the story than Nipplegate did. 
for Justin Timberlake. Do you see what I'm saying? Because when Nipplegate happened, all focus was not on Justin Timberlake. No. I think it there was, was a all little on bit Janet of that. Jackson. I think we had that conversation, which is why I think Bette Midler, I'm kind of like, I, of the things you could say about this moment when we're looking at his, I mean, all of the things we talked about regarding their relationship, like this particular story, I don't know that I, like hearkening back to Nipplegate is where I would go. Because I think we did kind of have that conversation a number of months ago when the whole conversation about the Super Bowl came up and whether or not, or not, when he performed, when he performed at the yeah, Super Bowl, here. right? Like we, we kind of, a certain number of us had that conversation. Some people were just like, whatever, they were not concerned. But at least that would have been a more opportune time to have that conversation. This right. has kind of nothing to do with right. The two are not related. But but again, that's why it makes it even weirder that he, through his people, would then respond directly to this sort of offhanded rhetorical tweet. Hollywood Life by... By Bonnie Bonnie Fuller. Fuller, Who, yeah. Hi, if any of you are listening, hi. you got to give him credit, but I would say one of two things is true. Either there is an exclusive source, which really does come from within the house. I know I'm just saying this over and over again, but I just find it hilarious to me or they really are just creating things out of whole cloth which you know some people would probably think uh, is the case i tend to i don't think that's the case because i think like what who sits around going like what can we create what can we pull out of thin air i don't know that this would make any sense there definitely is a narrative that's trying that they're trying to spread that says that along the lines of Everything is fine. They're repairing things within their own relationship. Kind of stand down. It's nothing. Let it be. Which is all very interesting because at the end of the day, are we particularly invested in Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel maintaining a quote unquote marriage in the first place? Right. So this, I mean, it, it does stink a little bit of an effort to keep their names in headlines. Yeah. Ugh. So, it's Using so, bad it's so weird. Bette Midler tweets. I, I mean, what, do better. It's like that. Yeah, it's like all they have, right? It's all we have. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do a blind item double down. You hardly get one of those, but we found another blind item, and we have to get to it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.